From Homedale to Salmon River, District 3 has several teams that don't always get their due. Stepping outside the shadows of the SIC, this is the Treasure Valley PrepCast with Logan Green. That's right. It's another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Brandon Bainey alongside Logan Green breaking down everything classes 3A, 2A, 1A in District 3 in the state of Idaho. Logan, what's up? How you doing? Good, man. Good. Exciting weekend of basketball and um, crazy. We're about to turn the corner here. Yeah. So a quick programming note. Um, I was going to run this by you before I hit record, but I didn't. So we're going to do this live now. So uh, when we got from the end of fall sports season and transitioned into winter sports, uh, we took a week off, right? State football got over and we kind of took a week off to like decompress and like recover. And I was thinking of doing the same thing. We'll do this show today and then we'll take a week off maybe and then come back and hit spring sports running. Yeah, we probably, I think we people will have started by next week, right? Into next week. I think, some lacrosse was actually played this weekend, last weekend. Um, so pe- people are starting off already. And this is mostly for, you know, over where, where you're at, you know, I always joke it's the banana belt. The weather is a lot milder this time of year, but like yeah. in all the other districts where we do these weekly prep casts, Logan, like games are getting wiped out. There's no spring, like in East Idaho, it snowed three inches overnight. <laughs> so there's no, yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't get that. <laughs> so, so just on a, to keep everything consistent level, we'll, we'll take next week off yeah, across the works. board on all our podcasts and then we'll come back in two weeks, ready to hit the ground running to talk about what's going on in spring sports. So, yeah. So, I mean, if with that, we'll put in a plug, if you've got a story for spring sports to start, let us, let us know during that time. We've got what two weeks now to get something. So softball, track, baseball, lacrosse, whatever it is, just get us something. We would love to talk about it. If, you know, I mean, obviously we'll be out there looking, but if you've got something specific that we need to know about, you've got two weeks to get it to us. No doubt. You can leave us a comment on uh, the video version of this podcast, idahosports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page. You can hit us up on Twitter at Brandon underscore Bainey at uh, Idaho sports LPG. That's Logan's Twitter handle. Um, we're on Instagram. You can hit us up there. Um, you can send us an email, Brandon at Idaho sports.com Logan at Idaho sports.com. So lots of different ways that you can get in contact with us each and every week. So let's, let's take one last look at boys state basketball just wrapped up this past weekend in Boise. And I, I mean, the story is the Melba Mustangs toast right. to the two a winning the two a championship came into state as the four seed had to play Ambrose right away in the opening round again, knocked them off, defeated North Fremont and St. Mary Melba ran the gauntlet. In my opinion, I, they played the other three best teams at state and beat them all. Yeah, 100%. And, and you know, I, I saw some people griping out there that saying the state championship was that first game between Melba and Ambrose. And I, I don't know if they're wrong, Brandon. I don't know yeah. if that, you know. It, but the thing is, I think those were the three best teams. So you could have put Ambrose, um, St. Mary's, you know, you put them in the state championship game, um, or North Fremont, any one of those three could have been in that game and would have been nobody would have batted an eye and said, Oh, North Fremont shouldn't be here. Or, oh, Ambrose. It could have been any of those three. Those were definitely the best three in the tournament besides Melba and Melba went through all three of them. I don't know if anybody had a tougher path to a state championship out there um, at, at any classification. I mean, I mean, 
you could really dig into it and make arguments either way. But I tell you, Melba's was one of the toughest roads to a championship that you will see. Yeah. And, you know, Ambrose was a little banged up. They had, they had some injuries um, and they ended up losing to Bear Lake in the consolation final as well. But, you know, Ambrose had a tremendous season as well. Um, for Melba, it was really impressive. You know, we talked to Joe Reber after the game and we put that uh, video interview up on our Facebook page, IdahoSports.com Facebook page. And he talked about in the summer, Melba went to the College of Idaho, the C of I tournament in the summer and won that tournament. And their coach, Spencer Trappett, said, hey, the team that wins this historically has a pretty good chance to win state. So I think this could be a special year. And uh, he was correct. What a right. year for Melba. Yeah, no, congrats to them. I mean, we I saw them play early midseason in that game against Ambrose, which they lost. And I, I that was that their last loss, Brandon? I, I don't have the schedule up in front of me, but it was one of their last losses. It was mid-January um, when they went to Ambrose, and me and Lucas went there and broadcasted the game. And it was it was a, a one point game in the fourth quarter. Ambrose ended up stretching it out into a big win, and it was just I and I mentioned this before. I've never seen a team miss as many shots that just hit every part of the rim and did not go down. And it just and I said that was not characteristic of them. I thought they looked really good in that game, and man, it, it proved to be correct. Right that they went on and they beat Ambrose a couple more times. Right to finish out the year, including in the state tournament and then when to win a state championship. And I, I just knew at that game that that was, that was not the Melba that, you know, what people saw on paper was not truly what that team was that they will never have a night like that where literally nothing was falling. And it was just, you know, rattling around the rim, you know, it was a crazy game. Um, but, but then they go and win the state championship. So congrats to them. Uh, it was an awesome run by Melba and uh, congrats for repping district three. Yeah, you're, you're right. Logan uh, Melba had not lost since that 60 to 49 loss to Ambrose back on January 13th. Melba only lost twice all year. I didn't realize that their record was that gaudy. They, they own, they lost to Homedale in December by four. And then they lost that game to Ambrose by 11. And otherwise they went 24 and two. How were they the four seed? Uh, yeah. That, I mean, that's what the, there's been debates about how max preps seeded people, you know, like you look at the four a, I think maybe there was, you know, some griping that oh, Middleton shouldn't have been Middleton. You know, they were ranked high all season long and then they got a low one and people said that's where they should be. And I mean, it looked like they probably were the second seed in that tournament at the end of the day. And, um, so, so there is some room for, you know, for, dis for discussion there, but man, yeah, that's a tough, I mean, Homedale, that was a team that I thought, I mean, so Homedale, right. They go on and win their side. Well, they, they lose that first game in overtime to snake river. And then, and then they go on to win the consolation final. Homedale was my pick to sneakily. I thought was going to sneak their way to, to Saturday at the Idaho center. I really thought that they were going to find a way. And I think that if they had won that game at snake river, that they were going to be there. And I mean, they almost did, right. They, they barely lost it. And I thought they were going to, that's where they were going to end up. Um, and so, so for Melba to only lose that one game to them, great three, a team, one above them. And then, that game that will never ever occur again at Ambrose where nothing would fall. Um, you're looking at a team that really unblemished. I mean, besides those two, like 
what did they do wrong this year? But nothing, nothing. And that opening round win over Ambrose was a tight one, 48-45. Ambrose and head coach Ken Sugarman came in with a great game plan. I thought they were going to limit Joe Reber, key on him, and say somebody else needs to step up and beat us. And Braden Volkers did that. And so that's the thing with Melba is it wasn't just Reber. It wasn't even just Reber and Volkers, but you had Cash Buse, the great sophomore. Well. And I, they're just so athletic. Like that was the thing when I saw Melba play back in January. I said, "This is—they're one of the most athletic teams I'd seen at any level. It doesn't matter the level. They were—you know—you had Buse down there, um, Volkers. It's just everybody is is an athlete on that team, and clearly, clearly so. Clearly, dominant athletes, right? To to go through Ambrose, North Fremont, and St. Mary's to win a state championship." Definitely. Well, Melba sweeps the uh, the awards uh, for our 2A boys basketball all-tournament team. Joe Reber was the MVP of the tournament. Cash Buse was the defensive MVP. And they even won the sixth man award with Tucker Lober, who came off the bench and averaged 11 points per game off the bench for Melba. So that was pretty impressive. Other Mustangs who got honors, Braden Volkers made the first team all-tournament team as well. And for Ambrose... Hudson Hughes was a first-team all-tournament team selection, and Johnny Sugarman made the second-team all-tournament team. So congratulations to all those guys from from Ambrose and Melba for being selected there. Yeah, just and, they're, they're, they're a loaded squad. It's it's um it's a shame they're going to lose you know some guys next year because they, they really were fun to watch that that squad. And I know they they do have quite a bit coming back as well. Yeah, let's just say those two teams will be in the mix again next yeah. year for sure. Okay, you mentioned the 3A where Homedale uh, came in as the number six seed, opening around, having to play Snake River. What a ball game. This might have been one of the best games of the, of the entire weekend. Double overtime, Snake River escapes 51-50. to 50. That sends Homedale into the consolation part of the bracket where they they win out. They win a pair of tight games, 50 to 46 over Sugar Salem and a loser out, and then 57 to 56 over Bonners Ferry in the consolation final. But hey, the Trojans and Coach Long bringing home uh, a trophy. Yeah, no, great job. Like, and you know what? I know it's basketball, but I'm sure that win over Sugar tasted an extra, you know, a little bit sweeter, pun intended. Um, just, just, you know, they have been a thorn. All those guys are on the football team, right? Kinchlow, uh, Fisher, Jackson Dines, they're all on the football team, and they are sick of Sugar Salem. They are, they're tired of them. And so to win that game, I am sure there was no extra motivation there um, at all, Wink. I'm sure it tasted a little bit sweet uh, to finally knock them off, even if it was on the basketball court instead of the football field, uh, but to finally get an ounce of, of revenge on the diggers and they do it right. They, they beat that sugar Salem squad and move on. And they were a team, like I, I mentioned earlier that I thought had a real shot. They played home day or McCall Donnelly very close all year. And I thought that they were going to get over that hump in the tournament if they could get past snake river. And uh, I really thought that they were going to make a run for it, but, but obviously they made a run on the other side which was just as impressive. And on the other end, you know, you've got McCall Donnelly who makes another run to the state championship, but just kind of unfortunately for district three, just falls, falls a little bit flat in that state championship game. Uh, but, you know, we, we'll give props where it's due to Kimberly for coming out with a fantastic game and winning that. 
Yeah, so for the Vandals of Bancal Donnelly, it was a tough road to the chip back to the championship, second championship game appearance in two years. They beat Sugar Salem only 49 to 43 in the first round. And then they had to survive. Uh, they they did to Snake River what Snake River did to Homedale. They beat Snake River in overtime 54 to 52. In that game, uh, Snake River was horrendous from the free throw line. They were like 50% from the free throw line, and McCall Donnelly was like 80 five to 90%. I mean, DJ green alone made 11 free throws in the fourth quarter to get McCall Donnelly. Yeah. I guess fourth quarter in overtime to, to get McCall Donnelly to the championship. And you mentioned it Kimberly with one of the all time great defensive teams at state um, set a new record in that championship game for fewest points allowed in a three, a state tournament game. They only gave up 22 points to McCall Donnelly. That was a smothering defense. The Vandals just couldn't get comfortable, and that's more on Kimberly, I would say, than McCall yeah. Donnelly. Yeah, and I mean, we saw, Brady, we saw teams that want to grind out games and keep scores low, couldn't even hold teams to 22 points. And 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 Kimberly comes out and does that. And and that McCall Donnelly team can put up points, right? DJ Green, I don't know what he averaged on the season exactly, but he had to be buttoned up against those 22 points. Um during the regular season and and to only be held to that many total, that is, like you said, just a, a dominant performance by Kimberly. And I, I don't know if anybody besides the folks there in Kimberly saw this coming, right? When that 3A tournament kicked off, I think a lot of people were like, oh, Marsh Valley, oh, Snake River or McCall Donnelly. And uh, Kimberly says, oh, wait, wait a second, we're here. And they go on a just a phenomenal run and congrats to them. I think they were of the champions uh, besides um, – well, you know, Hawaii won their first one because they were the first one. But uh, Hillcrest won for the first time in a long time. But Kimberly had a long drought right between state championships. So that was a great experience for them to to finally get one under their belt. Yeah, Hawaii and uh, Rockland and Hillcrest all won state titles for the first time ever in school history, those three teams. Uh, Fruitland made it to state as well. They went two and out, but they had a nice season as well. Here's the all-tournament honors. Uh, from District 3 schools. On the first team, all-tournament team, you had Jackson Dines from Homedale and both DJ Green and Alex Johnson from McCall Donnelly. Second team, all-tournament team, Mason Strong from Homedale made that. And then on the honorable mention team, you had Nolan Bauer from Fruitland and Hayden Kinchelow from Homedale. So congrats to all of those guys for their all-tournament honors. 1AD2, let's stop there next because we had... Uh, Council get to the semifinals where they had to, uh, you know, that that tournament was a nail biter. It seemed like every game, every game. Yeah, it was the, the, the smallest level really brought some some good battles and council got into the semifinal round feeling pretty good. And Camas County in one of the few uh, runaway games uh, ran away from council 62 to 40, but the council rebounded to beat Kerry for third place. So the Lumberjacks go home with the third place trophy. I mean, that, that Kerry team was second, right? They had that second seed. They were a very good Kerry team. Uh, they didn't lose a lot of games this season. They were tough. Um, Kerry's just good at everything. They have fantastic athletes, good basketball players. Um, that, impressive by council. I mean, I think a lot of people um, – We'll see it when you talk about the the one AD one where you know a lot of the a lot of the district three teams two and out or or you know they they just struggle in the tournament 
And for Council to show up, boys and girls, right? The girls make a run to the state championship. The boys put up a fight um, and beat care. I mean, that's a huge win. For, so third place for Council. Um, boys and girls finish in the top three. Uh, you can't beat that for the Lumberjacks this year. Pretty awesome. And, and Cascade went two and out, but the fact that they got to state after being the four seeded districts was pretty awesome to see as well. Uh, award winners from district three in that one, a D two tournament. You had uh Porter McLean of council make the first team, all tournament team, second, all tournament team. You had Thatcher McLean from council as well as Cole Olson from Cascade. And then on the honorable mention team, Wyatt Vining from council, also got selected there. So congrats to those guys. And then Logan, let's 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 recap the 1A D1 tournament. That's the tournament that you and I were at. Um, yep. You had Rimrock and Liberty Charter representing District 3. And Rimrock, what a fun story this was. They, they got to state for like the third time ever in school history. First trip to state since 2008. And uh, they lost their first round game to Grace. But then they played Liberty Charter in a loser out battle. And they won that game over Liberty Charter 52 to 46. It was kind of a tight game. And they celebrated like no other when that got over. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, they were stoked to win that game. It was fun to watch them. They had a great crowd. Um, and I don't know, maybe the nerves for them in that first game, they really struggled. Um, but I think in that second game, we really saw them kind of settle down and, and play the basketball that they wanted to play. Gus Plack had a huge game in that win over Liberty Charter in the second round. Uh, it was fun to watch. He was very fun to watch. He might have been, you know, you look at Lapway, who ran away with it, and of course they have fun players to watch. Of course, like, we know. So we're just going to push them aside because everybody enjoys watching their athletes play. They're fun. Um, but besides them, Gus Black might have been my favorite guy to watch out there, especially on Friday. He was a monster, right? He was just after – he was involved in everything. Uh, he was in on everything if it was there, fighting for it, just doing the dirty work down low. Um, he was just a fun player to watch play. And, and the whole Rimrock, I'm, just the experience, I think. they Tons of fans there. They were way into it. It was fun to watch them uh, encourage their team and then watch them come away with that win on Friday. Yeah, and then Saturday, Gus Black struggled a little bit at Aiden Akiso, uh, picked up the slack as Rimrock won the consolation title. Yeah over Oakley. So they got to bring home a trophy. They won 51 to 38 all tournament team selections from Liberty charter and uh, Rimrock. Nobody made the first team, but the second team you saw Dallin Criddle from Liberty charter. And uh, you know, what a great career he's had for the Patriots. He's been a really fun player to watch. Um, Gus black from Rimrock made the second team, all tournament team also. And then on the honorable mention squad, Aiden Akiso on, on the back of that Saturday performance, yeah. made the honorable mention team. So it was, it was a lot of fun to watch all of those teams compete. And for one last weekend basketball, you know, it didn't disappoint in the state of Idaho. No, just across the state. I mean, if you were at the Idaho center at all on Saturday, um, what it, I mean, it was, we got there early, and I mean, it was it was loud for that Camas County Rockland game, and it never quieted down, and it just continued to fill in and full by Saturday night, and just a great, great weekend of basketball uh, for the state of Idaho. Uh, fun environments, um, just shows kind of what we what we missed last year, right? Um, at that state tournament, when that place could be packed and rocking and rolling, and um, it was fun. It was it was a fun weekend. Um, great basketball all around. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, that'll do it for this week's edition of the SIC PrepCast. As we uh, close the book on winter sports season, we'll take a week off and kind of decompress, and then we will come back and hit the ground running with the spring sports season. And also we need to give Logan some time to lament his Idaho Vandals losing in the Big Sky Conference tournament opener. I mean, you knew it was going to happen. Like it was. I mean, they did have a shot at the buzzer to tie it. They were down big most of the game, and they clawed their way back like the last two minutes, and almost had it. But I did see some. Uh, I did see some uh, some Idaho high school athletes there, which is kind of fun. Uh, checking in the, taking in the action. So I don't think I've ever been to a college basketball game at nine thirty a.m. So I'll check that off the bucket list. Yeah, that's tough for sure. The Titus weren't out. even open. Like they, they don't. They, right. they don't have breakfast burritos and. And many packs of Lucky Charms there at, at the uh, it's not CenturyLink, was it now ICCU Arena? Um, right. But I'm, I'm going to recommend it for next year, no doubt. And uh, Titus, you're out from Lapway. I know was in attendance watching today. The yep. Vandals should have tried to sneak him into the locker room. Know, He's going to play for the Vandals next year. Right? Come on down here and uh, and hop in this thing, man. We need you. We need, we need you. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you back here in two weeks for another edition of the Treasure Valley Prepcast uh, for Logan Green. I'm Brandon Maney, and we'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.